There is a great deal of confusion about the Holy Spirit. Who or what is He? What is His ministry in the world today? How does one even get the Holy Spirit? Today, on Enjoying the Journey, we learn what Jesus taught about the Holy Spirit. What better way to learn about the Holy Spirit than to learn from the authoritative words of Jesus Christ Himself? Let's join Scott Pauley now for today's study. I truly hope that you are spending some time yourself in this amazing portion of the Bible, John 14, 15, and 16, because these are the last things Jesus said to his disciples on his way to the cross, and lasting truth for us about the Holy Spirit and the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of every believer. Uh, one thing that I've noticed in my time in these chapters is one keynote, if I may say it that way, one great mark and that is the tone and the theme of joy. Now, that's fascinating to me. Listen to how the whole section begins. In John 14, verse 1, let not your heart be troubled. So, obviously, uh, there was some cause for them to be troubled, or he wouldn't have said it. Obviously, there was some troubling of their emotions, and Jesus discerned that. So, it opens with troubled hearts, and when you come to the end of the section in John 16, verse 33, here's the final words. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So we begin with troubled hearts, and we end with cheerful hearts. We begin with emotion that is just overwhelming us, but we, we end with Christ, who is the overcomer. Do you see the progression of truth here? Do you see the, the way that Jesus, the shepherd, tenderly led this first flock from where they were to where they needed to be? And as he expounded to them and explained to them who the Holy Spirit was, why the Holy Spirit was coming, what the Holy Spirit would do in their hearts once he came, it brought them from the depths of despair to a place of joy. In fact, ten times in this section, at least ten times in this section, you have joy and you have rejoicing. Let me show them to you today, and then we're going to make some application over the next few studies. Just walk with me for a second. Let's walk through the passage again. John chapter 14, verse number 27 and 28. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You have heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If you loved me, ye would, here's the first one, rejoice. Because I said, I go unto my Father, for my Father is greater than I. So the first mention is found in John chapter 14. Then you come to John 15. Listen to verse 10 and 11. If you keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Then you come to John chapter 16. Now listen to verse 19 and following. Now Jesus knew that they were desirous to ask him and said unto them, Do you inquire among yourselves of that I said a little while and you shall not see me? And again a little while and you shall see me. Verily, verily, I say unto you that ye shall weep and lament, but the world shall rejoice, and ye shall be sorrowful, but your sorrow shall be turned into joy. 
A woman, when she's in travail, has sorrow because her hour has come. But as soon as she's delivered of the child, she remembereth no more the anguish for joy that a man is born into the world. And ye now therefore have sorrow, but I will see you again. And your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man taketh from you. Are you getting the, are you getting the picture here? And then again, verse 23 and verse 24, And in that day ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask, and ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. And then, I think as the divine exclamation point on the whole passage, in the next chapter, John 17, you have the high priestly prayer of Jesus Christ. And listen to his prayer in verse 13. And now come I to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. Why is there so much emphasis on joy in this passage? Please don't miss the connection. Because true joy only comes through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Do you remember what Paul wrote about the fruit of the Spirit? The fruit of the Spirit first is love, and secondly is what? Joy. Today, the Lord brought this truth to my mind, not in relationship to this study, but just in my own life. And I paused and I thanked the Holy Spirit for bringing the joy of Jesus to my heart. Can you imagine what a miserable life it would be without the Holy Spirit? And yet we have the Holy Spirit of God. Praise God for that. You have the spirit of joy living inside of you. So you don't search for joy. You don't pray for joy. Uh, You don't work up joy. You don't try to have joy. No, no. The joy comes through the ministry of the Holy Spirit of God. Could I remind you that when these scriptures were written, John 14, 15, and 16, Jesus was approaching the hardest night of his life. He was coming to the Garden of Gethsemane. Never has there been greater brokenness than at that moment. And the disciples, they were living on the precipice of the greatest time of uncertainty and an anxious care and fearfulness they had ever experienced. And it's in that context that Jesus shows them the secret to real and abiding joy. What is it? It is the spirit of the living God. Maybe you're living there right now. Maybe you're approaching some Gethsemane. Maybe you're broken today. Maybe you're like the disciples, fearful about uh, the next step and fretful about tomorrow wondering what is going to happen. I'll tell you, living that way will drain all the joy right out of you. Did you know there's joy stealers? Sometimes they're people, sometimes they're circumstances. Uh, But may I say to you, if you want real joy, what you need is to concentrate on the ministry of the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit of God who lives inside of you. Now, I would point out to you that this is different than happiness. The word happy is rooted in happenstance. Uh, The old English word hap, which means chance or luck, what happens to us. So many people, their, their happiness purely depends upon what happens. Their Their cheerfulness is contingent on the conditions around them and the circumstances that they're facing. I want you to understand that joy is not that way. Joy is not based on chance. It's not based on luck. It's not rooted in what happens. It doesn't change with the weather. No, joy is rooted in the person of Jesus Christ, and it is realized through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. 
I believe these disciples were never any happier than when they were in the presence of Jesus. There was never any more joy than when they were around Jesus. He was a joyful person, and he's the source and root of all joy. He was the giver of joy. And now he's leaving them? How could they be happy? Oh, wait a minute. Because he is going to send his own spirit, the spirit that brings God's joy to the human heart to live inside of them. So many miserable people in this world, too many of them are Christian people. And some of the most miserable people I have ever met are people trying to be happy. And I'll tell you why. Because you can't have real joy by trying to get it. It's not the goal. It's the byproduct. The goal is to know God. And that's why the Holy Spirit has come. The Holy Spirit has come to bring God's joy to your heart. Yield to the Lord Jesus Christ today. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, Come to commune with God Almighty. He lives in you. And as you do, you will find His joy to be a living reality in your life. As we listen to the teaching from our Savior about the Holy Spirit, we can be confident that we are learning from the One who is the personification of truth. We hope you'll make your way to our website, enjoyingthejourney.org, and search for helpful resources with more teaching about the Holy Spirit. You'll find podcasts, articles, and full-length Bible messages that will deepen your understanding about the Holy Spirit. Also on our website, you can click on the events link and follow Scott's preaching schedule. If he is preaching in your area, he would love the opportunity to meet you. Once again, thank you for joining us today. We hope you'll share today's podcast with a friend and make plans to join us next time on Enjoying the Journey.